0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Broken to Beautifully Blended. I am April Todd. This is Rockford Todd. We are the leaders of Broken to Beautifully Blended. See how easy that was to say? Okay, this is episode three, and this is where we learn all about Rockford. So, are you ready? I'm ready. You're ready, huh? I think so. Okay, so, Rockford, we learned a little bit about me in episode two, and... One of the things that we talked about was, did I think about marriage as a kid? And after we got done with the episode, I'd mentioned to you, you know, I wish I would have said, I never really thought about marriage. I always just thought about the wedding. And that's like a girl thing to do. You think about all of the things that you're going to do on that one day, but you never think about what comes after that. So what is that like for a guy? What do you think about? Do you think about the marriage?
1: No, um, I remember as a as a young man thinking about being naked all the time. I thought, we're going to be naked. That that was sort of the extent of my thought about marriage. Okay. It'll be okay. You know, I grew up in the church. So uh, sex was one of those things that you always looked forward to as a married person because it was no longer uh, taboo mm-hmm So
0: So talking about that, it was no longer taboo, but did they ever really talk about sex in the church?
1: No, no, we're talking about Southern Baptist Church in the eighties and early nineties, and that was a you didn't really talk about it.
0: And that is something that I experienced too. There was never really any discussion about it. There was never any expectation for what sex was supposed to be like. Or being naked, or what we were going to be like whenever we were married. So, I'm going to ask you really quick about our kids because I know our kids, they use the word cringy. I don't know what that means. But they say that we're cringy because we talk about sex. And we talk about sex because we want them to know that it is a healthy, natural part of being married. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I don't know that I've ever sat down and had serious contemplations about how I want my kids to understand it. But um, there's, there's some truth to that. I mean, you talk about it uh, in a way that makes it seem as though it is normal, which it is. It's not. It's not something to be avoided except before you're married.
0: It's true. So tell me. Let's go back to your childhood for a little bit. What was the the best thing that you remember about your childhood?
1: Just in general? hmm You didn't ask me that when we did take one. Now i got to think about it.
0: I didn't ask you on take two. Now we're to take three.
1: Is this take three? Yep. Uh, uh, the best thing about my childhood... Uh, I don't know, probably the best thing about my high school time and my, you know, maybe maybe 7th, 8th grade and on uh, was sort of the freedom that I had. Uh, My parents laid out the ground rules. This is what you can't do. This is when you're to be home. This is the expectation. And then past that, I was able to do the things that I wanted to do, uh, as long as I met the expectation. So the best part of my childhood, I think, was really just sort of that that freedom and that relationship that I had earned with my folks.
0: And so you say that you had earned with your folks. At seventh, eighth grade, you would have been 13, 14 years old.
1: Something like that. So, I, was, I was young. So
0: maybe 12 or 13. So Carrie was gone. Mm-hmm. She had already went off to college. So it was just you and your mom and your dad.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it was... My parents were married, but it was weird. My dad took early retirement, uh, I think, when I finished eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And then we lived in California for a year, uh, and... My dad had a hard time finding work in a school in California because that's where my mom is from. Uh, We came back to Oklahoma, and then my dad got a job teaching school in Las Vegas. So he was gone, and my mom and I were together. And then um, whenever I was a junior, my dad was back in Oklahoma. He was doing some work evaluating teachers Uh, but then he wanted to get back into it so he took a job in Arkansas so my senior year he was gone as well so my folks were married and I always had that security but it was my mom and I for the bulk of that
0: okay so we talked about what the best part that you remembered about your childhood what was the worst part yeah
1: I don't know. Where are we drawing that line of childhood? High school graduation?
0: I don't know. What do you see as childhood?
1: There are days I wake up and still consider myself a child. Right? So. uh, I I don't know. Uh, I was 21 when my folks divorced, but... That, that probably is what I go back to. By all accounts, I mean, I, should, I was 21. I should have been, quote unquote, an adult. But I mean, still in college. and mm-hmm. You still depend on mom and dad at that point. So that's probably late childhood, yeah. early adulthood. Um, so when they got divorced, that was a big deal.
0: How'd you deal with that?
1: Uh, I was pretty rebellious around that time. It lasted for a while. Uh, like I said, I mean I wasn't I wasn't real rebellious in high school, at least at least in what I consider rebellious. Uh, I wasn't going out to the parties and what have you. There's different there's mm-hmm. different levels of rebellion I'm sure.
0: You weren't piercing your ears.
1: No, I wasn't until later <laughs> uh, And that created the infamous earring birthday party but yeah um, no uh, just my, my folks divorce is, is probably the worst thing I remember about growing up.
0: Okay. And so you lived through that, and then you got married for the first time. What were your expectations going into your first marriage?
1: Oh, I I don't know. There really wasn't many expectations. I think the expectation was she's pregnant, you have to get married. That that was the expectation. Yeah. Uh, That was an interesting time. Um, You learn a lot about your family when you have sort of a crisis like that Uh, or at least I did Mm -hmm. Um, I've tried to avoid that as much as possible with our kids and trying to be a little bit more transparent (laughs) but yeah uh, I think the expectation was she's pregnant you gotta get married and so we did
0: and you had three beautiful girls out of it Mm Mm-hmm. So what was the, um, looking back after your marriage was over, what was the, what was the the thing that you gleaned from that seven years, eight years?
1: It's eight years to the day, actually. Yeah. Yeah, if you look up the records, it's actually to the day. Yeah. Interesting fact.
0: So what did you learn over that eight years?
1: Uh, over the eight years I didn't learn much I think in the the ten years since that I've learned a lot about it um I, I think I've learned a lot about myself and the way that that I deal with people um you know it's ultimately pretty selfish period uh There's many things about my first marriage that I wish were different. Um, There's many things in my second marriage that I wish were different. But uh, ultimately, you just go back and you sort of, you see things differently the second time around. I think a lot of what I've learned since we've been married, I can look back in my first marriage and think about how different things are now than they were then. Um, Conflict resolution, just a genuine sort of uh, caring about the other person's feelings. Um, It's just different.
0: And it is something you work out every day, right? Most days. Most days. Some days you just say, burn (laughs) it to the ground.
1: Some days I don't work at it.
0: (laughs) Okay. So you went through your divorce and then you were single for a little over a year. Maybe two years. Was it a year and a half, two years? About a year and a half. Okay. So what did you learn during that period of time?
1: That's a good question. I don't. I don't know that I really learned much of anything. I just, if you've been through divorce, I mean, you sort of know what that's like. If you've never been through divorce, it's terrible. Um, emotionally, you're sort of worn down. Um, I had the the girls here, and i just i was worn down
0: mm-hmm. i remember you telling one of our friends at life group whenever he approached you about potentially getting a divorce because we had both been through it and just wanted to know kind of what that looked like on the other side and i remember what you said and i thought wow, that's probably the best way i've ever heard it said do you remember what you told him
1: Well, I uh, yeah, I mean, I remember the gist of the conversation. I mean, the gist is that people say the grass is greener on the other side, but it's always not. I don't, it, I don't recall.
0: So what I remember you saying was that right now, no matter how bad it looks, you both have each other's best interest at heart. But as soon as you make a move towards that divorce attorney or towards separating, it then. Becomes that you have each other's worst at heart that you want to take them down. Mm -hmm. And I remembered thinking, you know, that's exactly how it was. And it was, it was horrible. It's horrible for the adults going through it, it was horrible for the kids. And it can definitely leave an impact for generations. So then we met. Lucky you. (laughs) Lucky me. (laughs) And what was that like? The meeting? No, just whenever we dated and decided to get married. What are your thoughts on the dating during that time? Was it similar to the first time whenever you were getting married? No,
1: no, dating was different. It's different because you have kids and you got yeah. other things that are happening and other other responsibilities. And when you're young and single and you don't have kids, dating is very different. Uh, when you have kids and you've you know you've got this other person that's out there, whether they're involved or not involved. There's so many other moving parts. It's dating is very different. It's more like an interview process.
0: Oh, that's super accurate.
1: <laughs> you, I mean, you you certainly don't have the time to get to know somebody the way that you would like to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You have a pretty good idea of what you think they're like. Whenever we, I think it was interesting, I was thinking the other day, when we dated, when we were dating, that was sort of the beginning of text messages. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, I can remember chatting with you on Yahoo. And we, at the time, we were like, this is the greatest thing. We can chat and we can talk. And I, looking back, that was horrible. (laughs) Because the reality of what it is that you read you read things the way you want to read them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, not necessarily how you would hear them. I thought you were a decent person in the mornings. <laughs> yeah. It turns out that's not the case. <laughs>
0: that is like woo.
1: So that yeah, that was interesting. I was thinking about that just the other day. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I think something about Yahoo came up on. On some news story or something, and I thought, (laughs) yeah, Yahoo Messenger. How different things are now. Just in, what, ten and a half years, we were talking last night.
0: That's awesome. I thought you were a decent person in in the mornings. Nope.
1: No, it's horrible. No, yeah. Actually, I, I shouldn't say it's not quite as horrible now as it has been in the past. I, guess, I wonder why that is. I guess is. you're maturing.
0: Maybe. I don't know. I'm I'm sure my dad would not believe any of that because he dealt with quite a bit of the demons in the morning.
1: And he had to get you up earlier than you get up now, so I, I can only imagine. I, I
0: know. There was one time that he told me if I ever talked to him like that again, it was going to be a serious problem for me. I didn't know what he was talking about, and then he recorded it, and oh, gravy. It's amazing that I'm here. I agree. It is. It's amazing. So, we got married, and we've been married for a little over 10 years now. So, what has been the best part about us being married?
1: The best part? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know, probably the growth that we've both experienced. Well, I'm... I'm still uh, trying to improve. I'm not, I'm not nearly in the state I was in when we got married. You've really come a long way. I mean, you, you've had quite a transformation and that's been fun to see Um, that's probably the best part
0: I do have to say back last week whenever Gina and I were on our way back from Austin we were talking about my teenage years and my early 20s and she was like good gracious she goes "If people think that you're uh, angry now they should have known you 15, 20 years ago I said yeah actually people that know me that have known me from 20 years ago to now would probably be the ones that would be reviewing and saying, wow, it's a total transformation, which is completely God. Because I had a lot of pent-up aggression whenever I was younger. And I don't think I have near as much now. Short burst.
1: Some days.
0: Like today. Sometimes. 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 So, what's been the worst part? Valid question. <laughs>
1: uh, man, I, I I, don't know. I don't have an answer for that. Why not? I, I just don't.
0: I think the worst part, and this will maybe help you to have some thoughts on it, but I think the worst part is just. Knowing that there are so many moving parts that you get to now instead of just having a conversation you get to wonder about well how's that other parent going to take this or how is the child going to look at this because we're deciding but it may not be that way someplace else. I think that's the worst part is fighting that battle knowing that That only really happens in a blend.
1: Hmm. Well, there's certainly some issue with what happens outside the walls of this house. But, I don't know. Maybe I just don't focus on it. I don't know.
0: So, that being said, what do you think our kids are going to take from being inside the walls of this house?
1: Well, that's a great question. Uh, they're all they're all teenagers now, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what they actually get out of it. It doesn't seem like much now. Uh, so bang our head against the walls.
0: Do not despise the small beginnings.
1: When I see one, I'll let you know. <laughs>
0: So, what else do you want to tell the people about you? I don't know. So, you started out, and your thought (laughs) on marriage was that you were going to be naked all the time.
1: Mm -hmm. That hasn't happened. Obviously, we have clothes on right now.
0: Well, we did have a discussion in take two about the fact that Hearing about five or six years, that that may be how we get the kids to leave the house, is we'll just be naked all the time. That's true.
1: What do you call it, Naked Tuesday?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Use your key if you feel lucky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know that that's the case. You're pretty skittish about being naked.
0: <laughs> yeah, I am. So. Yeah, there's just some things that, kids cannot unsee things. We've already learned they can't unhear things. If they'd go to sleep, they wouldn't hear things. That's true. Alright, so on to the kids next, right?
1: That's right. We'll get them in the hot seat. I don't like sitting in the hot seat.
0: Oh, he's... That's crazy talk. You have lots of wisdom to give the guys out there
1: this is a family rated podcast
0: it is so g-rated okay okay so that's rockford and we want to share with you guys that coming up in march we will be doing the 40-day prayer challenge through draw the circle it is the book after the circle maker and we have been doing draw the circle in our house for four or five years now and um, we've done it just as a family we have done the prayer challenge doing the circle maker with our Sunday night group i have done it at work and we have actually added a group to this page that is the 2019 um, draw the circle 40 day prayer challenge so you can join that group and then there is a link to be able to purchase your book through Amazon you can get them new or used whichever you prefer the used of course are less um and then you want to say anything about it
1: no you were doing just fine
0: okay also if you have audible we would be glad to send you the circle maker which is the prequel to draw the circle and um, we can share one book with anybody that has Audible, so if you would like that, then go ahead and on our Broken Beautifully Blended page, on the link, I will put out a Circle Maker book, and then just put your email there, let us know where you want us to send it to, and we'll send it your way. Again, it is going to be Ash Wednesday, which is March 6th through Passover, which is April 20th. We will be doing the 40-day prayer challenge, and it takes you through on a guided day-by-day, and it goes through day one is get ready, day two is it's it's established by God, day three amazing things on down the way, and anybody that has went through this prayer challenge with us has seen Amazing things, and you see amazing things because you get very intentional about talking to God and hearing from God. So, we look forward to walking on that journey with you and praying circles around your biggest dreams and your biggest fears, and joining with other people from all around the United States and potentially further to draw circles. So, up next will be Allison. So, look forward to that podcast coming up. Right. She's our producer today, so she will be the next one in the hot seat. We'll be seeing you guys again very soon on episode four of Broken to Beautifully Blended. All right. yeah. Sadie wants Sadie wants so bad to be in the podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna come over? No. <laughs> Alright, I'll see you guys later.
1: See ya.